Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I'm super excited that this is episode, officially episode 800. However, if you followed our non-counting, weird counting episodes we didn't number, we're over 850 episodes, but still seeing episode 800 feels like a milestone and it's a Saturday, which means I'm not alone. In fact, you guys let me know loud and clear that you really like having my husband Christopher on the show. Yes, thank you to all eight of my fans. <laughs> there was more than eight the people. The fan mail has been amazing. There was more than eight people. There was eight people like by the time we got out of bed that morning that that episode aired. And those are the eight I'm counting. Thanks. Thank you, early risers. There is a, a lot of people were like, he sounds so fun. And that's Chris is the fun one, you know, yeah. and I'm the not fun one. I mean, there's two ways to go, but it's a balance. Yeah. I, I have the fun and she works. Yeah. Now we've just <laughs> given people a terrible impression of things, no. but. Uh, you mean it entirely. You do. You you mean that entirely. No, I don't. Uh, when I need to work, you keep me focused on work. And when you need to have fun, I try to get you to have fun. Yeah, we just, speaking of fun, we just got back from Punta Cana, which was supposed to be the Bahamas. It was. And that was a trip. <laughs> okay, if you had to pick one word to describe our week away, what one word would you use? Am I allowed to swear? No. Cluster beep <laughs> i mean that really because it was really only a cluster for the first 36 hours right and that was i mean once we got to a des a destination yes once we left the airport officially on a plane it was great uh we were very alone on a nice resort <laughs> very alone very alone if anybody was worried about social distancing on our trip that was n not an issue like we, one day we tried to not social distance and we weren't able to succeed. So. <laughs> there was nobody. I mean, there were a few people there. We met some people. Bartenders. But Bartenders. They were away from us. Yes, that is true. And they were behind plexiglass. Yeah. One word. I think if I would pick one word, I would pick unexpected. Because it was unexpected that we were in Punta Cana, number one. That was unexpected. Um... It was unexpected that we weren't in the Bahamas, but I also thought that it was going to be like really good for us to get away. And I, I've wanted to get away for a few months now and it was, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It was dramatically harder for me than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it was a good test too, especially that first 36 hours. Yeah, we almost killed each other. Well, actually, no. I think we were really unified against the 
resort who we shall remain nameless. We won't yes. name names. We, but we did start frustrated with each other's reactions yeah. to the situation because I'd get aggravated and then she'd be like, "No, Chris," and then she'd get aggravated. Well, so so if you didn't kind of <laughs> if you didn't hear the story, I guess the only people that kind of know what happened is some of my twelve week clients. But we. We're supposed to go to the Bahamas, and then two days before we were supposed to leave, we found out that the Bahamas was closing its borders. So we were like, oh, no problem. We'll just change our flights and leave a day early. <laughs> we, we were like all excited that we just pulled that switch. So then we get to, we leave the house at what? What do we leave at? Four o'clock in the morning? Four, 4.30 a.m. Yeah. To drive up to Boston. We're packed and ready to go. The dog's with the person who takes care of the dog. Like we've got all of our T's crossed and our I's dotted. And then they won't give us our boarding passes because... To go to the Bahamas, you have to have a health visa, which is not something we've ever heard of before, that includes a negative COVID test that's within three days and temperature checks and quarantines and special paperwork and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you might be wondering, well, why did you not know that the Bahamas had that? And I'll own, like, we could have gone to the Bahamas government website and whatever. Like, we could have done that. We we asked the resort and we asked the airline and they didn't tell us, so we thought we were good. But then we get to the airport and we're like... So we're not going to the Bahamas. And funnily enough, so the first thing that we did was try to get our money back and we couldn't. Right away. Yes. Well, the first thing that we, we, they weren't willing to give us our money back. And that's when we were like, let me try. And like, I'd take the phone from an angry Chris and then like, I'd spend so, so much time on the phone that eventually then I would be angry. And then he'd be like, let me try. So we kind of (laughs) bounced back and forth for that for three hours and then we were like, okay, we're going somewhere. Clearly, we're not going to the Bahamas. And we booked another vacation to another country while we were sitting the like pathetic people in the airport who can't go on their vacation. I mean, we must have looked pretty comical to anybody walking yeah. by. I mean, and we, we booked it with the same resort, hoping for good faith on that whole refund thing. Yeah. So anyway... We ended up in Punta Cana, and it turns out that even if we had said, okay, let's change our flight to the Bahamas to, to later today, and let's go get the rush COVID test so we can get in, turns out that 24 hours later, they were escorting Americans in the Bahamas to the airport to make them leave. So it actually worked out serendipitously that we didn't end up in the Bahamas. You're right. And I mean, you think about the travel and the crossing the T's and the dot in the I's like Elizabeth said, but apparently we forgot our lowercase J's. <laughs> they get dots too. We we are really good at like forgetting things because we're kind of both when we travel, we're like, whatever, it'll be fine. Like we don't worry about, we're not somebody who like has a checklist and packs a week thing. beforehand. Like, I never have enough clothes or the right clothes ever. Facts: She was wearing pants all week. <laughs> That's not true. That's my sunburn on my legs. We'll prove otherwise. <laughs> but no, we're anyway. We're going off on a tangent. We're giving something away this week. We are giving something away this week. Do you want to guess what it is? Me? Sure, I'll guess. I chose it. Oh well, that's not a very fair question, now, is it? I was asking you. Oh, I, I know what it is. So we've never given this away before. And I actually want to take a second to chat about it because I think a lot of people will be like, ah, I've heard about that, but I don't really know. So we are going to give away a bottle of hemp oil that is a lot of people. I've actually done an episode on CBD. So hemp is part of CBD. CBD is a component of hemp oil. Um, Endocannabinoids are like a, a family of compounds. CBD is one of them. And so this hemp oil, it's a, it's like a $99 product. 
And uh, we're going to be giving it away for free to somebody. We'll announce the winner at the end of the show today. It is not marijuana. It does not have THC. THC is the active chemical that gets you high. Hemp oil, CBD quality products do not contain THC. And again, I've done an entire episode on CBD, so you can go to primalpotential.com, search CBD if you want to listen to that. But we're giving it away, and it does a few different things. It's a really great natural pain reliever. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's also really great for any kind of like joint pain, stiffness, and stress, anxiety, and sleep. So that's what we're giving away. It is an oil that comes in a dropper. You put it in your mouth, 100 bucks, no matter where you live, unless it's illegal to send it there, which I can't imagine that it is. Um, But uh, we are giving that away as our prize today, and we will announce the winner at the end of the show. If you're wondering why we sound different today, too, I'm just like looking at this bright silver ball of like mesh in front of me. Our headset stopped working, so we're sharing a mic right now, which isn't ideal, but it'll be fine. Sharing's caring, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to win, there's three ways to win. You can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or you can post on Facebook or Instagram. Just be sure to tag me with an episode you're listening to or an episode that you love, because honestly, the best thing that you can do for this show, if you enjoy it, is share it with other people. Please, please, please. It makes a huge difference. So every Saturday, we answer your questions. And a few weeks ago, I started having Chris on the show to... um, lob these questions at me, even though one of them is not really a question. It's kind of more of like a thing that you actually watch that I didn't watch, but I want to address it here on the show. But anyway, let's let's start with that that first thing. All right. Not question number one. Not. Yeah. It's the only not question. But I really wanted to talk about it. You, you did. Yeah. So yes. go ahead. Someone posted a video in the Primal Potential Facebook group asking if it is normal to feel perpetually dissatisfied with your accomplishments. And so you you watched this video. We were together, and I think you were watching it. I was doing something else. And it was a guy. It was a guy. And I think he was saying, correct me if I'm wrong, like he had lost a lot of weight. Yes, he, he had done weight loss a few times, and every level he had hit yeah. when he was having these um, marks that he wanted to get to, he just wasn't satisfied with those accomplishments. So he just always felt dissatisfied. Right. So like you get to a milestone and you're like, I mean, yeah, it's great. I'm here, but like I have so far to go, that sort of thing. That was basically the vibe of his message, right? Yes, that was the vibe. And what really stood out to me actually, and I want to talk about the general like dissatisfaction. Oh, there's always more work to do. I feel that way in our house every single day. Um, More than that, what stood out to me was the question, is it normal? You know, so many times, I think I might have said this to you when you were telling me about the video. So many times we want to know, and people in the 12 Weeks to Transformation do this all the time, is this normal? Is this normal? Does anybody else experience this? And I get why. We, we want to know that our experience isn't um, atypical. Our experience is common. But the real thing there is, is it working for you? Because if it's normal to everybody, but it's not working for you, then like, who cares if everybody can relate? I mean, really, normal is in debt and overweight. So is it normal? Well, yes, you're in good company with everybody else who is, you know, mildly dissatisfied with their lives. But that doesn't mean that you have to continue that way. So if I could sort of like wave my magic wand, I would love for people to stop asking and stop even wondering, really, is this normal? Because I don't want to be normal. 
And I think most people are looking to be fulfilled and confident and healthy and happy. And if we're consoling ourselves with normalcy, we're kind of walking down a bad path. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But so many people want to know, like, is this normal? Yeah. Is this normal? change, Change normal to average. Not only that, but just average, or do you want to be above average? Well, and I think is it working for you? Because so many things that are normal, it doesn't really matter so much that other people are having that experience if that experience isn't working for you. But let's go to the to the real question, which is feeling perpetually dissatisfied. And I think that if we look at what it is that we want, and Chris is making a face because I had a dinging pop-up. That happens all the time. That's not a big deal at all. Oh, but my coughing's a problem. (laughs) You were like choking and we had to stop the recording. He's like giving me the throat slash hand gesture. This is take two. (laughs) It is. Uh, And I don't edit, so he made me go back to the beginning. Anyway, um, perpetual dissatisfaction. There is a difference between wanting more and seeing the next level and not appreciating where you're at or where you've come, right? So to go back to the to the house thing, there's a difference between, oh my gosh, we still have another phase of renovations. And even after that, there's another phase of renovations. And even after that, you know, the yard needs to be seated. And even after that, we want to, you know, put in a pool and blah, 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 blah. We can want to move to the next level and anticipate that and focus on that while not being dissatisfied with where we are. You know, even before we started the renovations and we had like a totally new vision for this property, we can desire what is ahead without being dissatisfied with where we are, right? At the same time though, oftentimes it is that dissatisfaction that lets us know we're not meant to stay here. So the the challenge that we have is what do we do with that feeling? If we fixate on it, on how we feel about where we are, then we're really more in a judging mode than we are in a, in a transforming or a changing or an evolving mode. So when you are focused on the dissatisfaction piece, I want you to let that be kind of like a a sign to you that you're in judgment mode. You're judging where you've been or where you are when the thing that moves you forward isn't the judging, but really the mapping out and then the pacing that path. I always ask myself if I'm like in a, in a funk and it happens a lot, am I focused on the solution or am I focused on the problem, right? You can be focused on where you're going without carrying with you the judgment of where you are. So to this guy, if he was sitting here with us right now, I would say, I think it's awesome that you want more for yourself and your health and your goals. That's fantastic. And you can have that without the dissatisfaction piece. Those two things don't go together, right? We can stand at the latest milestone and feel good about the fact that we got here without the negativity around how much further there is to go. Because look, I don't care if you're 5% body fat, there's still an evolution for you for the rest of your life and your health. We never arrive. Whether we're talking about relationships or we're talking about physical fitness or we're talking about finances, we will never arrive. So what we get to do is notice that negativity and just leave it behind because it's not really part of the path. 
We can have gratitude for where we are. We can have excitement for where we're going, but we don't have to spend time looking back in judgment. So that's, does that make sense? Yes. You are looking on to the next question. Yes. Also true. It makes sense. Well, I'm glad. Glad to hear that. Try to track with me. I'm tracking. Try to stay in the moment. On track and in the moment. Actual question number one. Okay. What first steps should I take to become a better thinker? I'm aware that I have negative thoughts around many things in my life, but I want to change that. Where should I start? I, the good news here is you've already started, right? The first step to becoming a better thinker is awareness of your negative thoughts. There's so many people who don't realize that they have a negative view of their situation or their circumstances, right? They just don't, they don't see that it's there. So you've already taken that first step. I like to use questions to change the way that I'm thinking about something. And if you haven't read Chasing Cupcakes, the reason that could be a great starting point for you is that whole book provides you with questions to do this very thing, to change the way you think. So a very, very simple question is, what else is true? What else is true? If you are sitting in the tra- in traffic and you're like, oh my gosh, this sucks. People can't drive. What's wrong with them? What else is true? What else is true is that I'm safe. What else is true is that I'm not in any particular rush right now. What else is true is that Hey, if people are driving slow to keep themselves safe, that's better than being fast and reckless and causing an accident, right? What else is true is that it gives me time to listen to a podcast. And I would challenge you when you recognize your negative thoughts, even if at first it's kind of reflective. I noticed I was really negative about this earlier today or yesterday or last week. Even if at first it is looking backwards, start to ask yourself what else is true. You know, you wake up and you're like, I don't want to go to work. What else is true? Well, I'm really grateful for this job because I wouldn't have this roof over my head and I wouldn't be able to get new clothes for my kids if I didn't have this job and I would be super stressed out if I didn't have this job. So I'm really grateful for that and I'm, I'm, well, I'm well enough to be able to work. So in the little things that maybe aren't the big areas of your goal, start to ask yourself those questions. What else is true? That's where I would start. I think Chasing Cupcakes is another really great place to go for questions. Very well said. Anything to add? No, you're the pro. Okay. Question number two. Mm. How do you start when you have so many overwhelming goals and drama in your life? Who has drama in their lives? What's that even mean? <laughs> Here's the deal. I, I think I think too many people act like drama is some kind of barrier to achievement. Drama is just being alive, right? Like who doesn't have some kind of family drama? The funny thing that happened when we were on vacation is a um, little backstory. There's like a family text group in Chris's family that I'm in. He's, he's making a face right now. I'm not going to say names. Don't you say names either. But anyway, somebody shares some fact about uh, coronavirus. And uh, let me just, you, you can. I, it wasn't about coronavirus. It was about Massachusetts travel restrictions. Due to coronavirus, yes. It was about new restrictions in the state that we live in stemming from coronavirus. So somebody shares this, right? (laughs) To which Chris shares his opinion. Immediately, somebody in the family says, 
you're you're not here if this isn't a place for opinions or something like that and chris says sure it is and somebody else says well then you can leave and then what happened elizabeth left (laughs) (laughs) and the funny thing is it was like a whatsapp text group and i'm not i don't have you know it's international so i don't have text groups like that for anyplace else so i said to chris i was like was there a notification like did it did it just go across like elizabeth has left the group and he was like oh yeah yeah and and i'll tell you the reason i bring this up is because drama right i knew that at that moment it was gonna kind of go back and forth of like it's a family group like if you can't share your opinions with your family and chris didn't say anything like attacking anybody or inflammatory he just thought that the restriction was not appropriate and all right, what are you gonna say? I said something unkind in regard to the governor. Yes. It, well, I didn't say anything to anybody particular in my family. I, my thing was in, in regards to the governor and my feelings on him. Yeah. So anyway, as soon as this other person said, "Well, then you can leave the group," I was like, "Peace," <laughs> because because there's always drama. But we don't have to like sit in it. We don't have to simmer in it. We don't have to let it just ping our phones constantly. And the last thing I wanted at that moment when we're on vacation is to like hear the bickering of Chris's family. Like, I just really don't care. You know, like as I saw it, there's a fact. I have my feelings about it. But the last thing I want is some like, you know, verbal ping pong Nope. Oh, did you can leave. And it's funny because the person said it to you, meaning oh, yeah. like you can leave. And I was just like, deuces. I mean, I like within a half a second, I was like, oh, great. I do. thank you for that suggestion. That's exactly what I should do. I say all that because there is drama everywhere all the time. And it doesn't get in the way of achievement. What it does is compete for your focus. It competes for your focus. And it doesn't have to. You choose if you put your energy and your emotion on all of those things. One of my prayers every single day is help me release X, Y, Z. Whatever it is, sometimes it is something that somebody said or didn't say or did or didn't do. Something. Sometimes it's just a scenario that I'm replaying in my mind. And I literally every day... And I'll do this as many times as it pops into my mind. If it's a hundred times, if it's a thousand times, if it's five times, help me release this thing. I don't want to cling to this thing. So the question to just, because I know we've kind of shared a lot there, how do you start when you have so many overwhelming goals and drama in your life? You accept that there is always going to be drama in your life as long as you are alive. It is a sign that you are living and that you are not alone, right? It is a sign that you are part of the human experience. Start with the fact that drama is everywhere and it doesn't have to be your focus. You choose what you focus on, right? Now, it doesn't mean that you're stepping away from your family. There's drama in my family all the time, as much as there is Chris's, maybe more depending on the month. But what does that have to do with the food I put in my mouth? What does that have to do with whether or not I go to the gym? What does that have to do with whether or not I spend time writing my book? It doesn't. It's just where I put my focus. And a lot of people, we know people who are addicted to the drama. Do we not? Yes. And it then becomes like the soundtrack of their life. Their days and their weeks are marked by 
how they feel about other people and what's going on with other people. And what that tells me is you're not focused on your own crap enough. If you have the time and the energy to have feelings and commentary about everybody and everything and all of their opinions and what they did and what they didn't do, then you are not giving enough to your goals. And that might be the very, very problem here. You don't feel like you have enough energy to start with your own goals because you are letting your energy just be given away willy-nilly to everybody else's agenda. So I would get really clear. What is the goal that you want to advance and move forward? And what is it going to require of you daily? And what do you need to stop paying attention to? That is really huge, right? If you if you feel like you're seeing everybody's drama on Facebook, get the heck off Facebook. Do you know how many people, like serious question for you, Chris. Do you know how many people are upset by what they see on Facebook and then they continue to go onto Facebook every day? Everybody on Facebook. Except me. I don't even have Facebook on my phone. And how many friends do I have on Facebook? Me. <laughs> I have like, like seriously, like maybe 10 friends on maybe, Facebook. Maybe. Why? Because I don't want to see your drama in my freaking newsfeed. Like, I don't feel bad about that. When people, true story, one of the things that has to happen when people join my network marketing team is that they have to friend request me so that I can add them into the Facebook groups. I'm going to have them start friend requesting you. And then she dumps them. I do. I accept their friend request. And this is not because I don't like people. This is because I don't need your drama, right? So many people get so upset. Facebook, Instagram, text messages, you name it. Freaking reality TV, the news. Stop watching it. Stop watching it. If you don't think you can stay informed without the news and Facebook, you're done bonkers. Because you can. I mean, I literally will accept somebody's friend request, add them to two groups, and immediately go into my friends and unfriend them. People have given me shit about this for years, haven't they? It's, it's strictly a, a professional business thing because you don't want per personal posts to come up from them or you onto their feed because it's, it's irrelevant to what you guys are trying to build in regards to the company. And honestly, and it's, not, it's not even, I see what you're saying, but for me, it's just, I am in control. I have to go on Facebook for work. But I don't have to see your crazy, passive aggressive mystery post about like, you know, you. right, just... exactly. But, but you know, the people call it like vague booking when somebody posts like something about how like, well, wow, I didn't see that coming. And somebody posted on Facebook. And then all of a sudden my mental energy is like, oh, geez, I wonder what's going on with them and what happened. No, no, no. I've got to keep my energy for me and my goals. So I say you need to be a better steward of, of your energy. Yeah. If Facebook stresses you out, get the hell off of Facebook. If the news stresses you out, stop watching it. If the group text family thing, you know what? And I gave the example of leaving a family text group with you. The day a family text thread started in my family, what was the first thing I did? Bowed out. I asked to be removed. I really, and, and that's not like, I don't want people to think like I can't be in a group text. It's not that at all. I'm in group text with lots of other things, but this was about just something I didn't want to hear about. Yeah. You know? I didn't want to know part of. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't want to be a part of it. And so there's no, there's no like cattiness or animosity. I literally texted the person and was like, hey, is there any way that you can just delete me from this? And she said, I'll try, but why? And I was like, I just... I just don't want to see this coming through every day. There's nothing personal. I love my family. I love my cousins. I get why they set it up. That's cool. Good on them. A lot of people wouldn't do that because they're afraid of how it's going to be taken. You don't have to fear it if you just own it. 
I don't want to be in this group because of X. Like, it's not personal. I love you, your family. But too many people are exposing themselves to drama because they're not, they don't want to hurt feelings. But then being part of the drama ends up hurting feelings. Anyway, that's a fact. Jack. I just don't get why people continue to expose themselves to things that stress them out. The number of complaints I see about Facebook blow my mind because I'm like, but you're on it, right? Like, and you know you don't have to be, right? Uh, oh, well, it's how I keep up with my family. Pretty sure you have other options, right? Write a letter. Seriously, go get some stamps. They still sell those. We buy stamps every week. We do. I've got a roll of 96 of them in my truck right now. Anyway, I was just a little soapbox of mine, but like, for freak's sake, if it stresses you out, stop. Anyway. Also, update, Elizabeth's back in the family group. Yeah, so then like three or four <laughs> days later, I get a notification that your mom had added me back in. Because there was, but but it's okay, because it need, there needed to be a family update, and I got the update, and like, I know I can leave again if I want to leave again. Once you're in, there's no getting out. <laughs> I can get out. I can get out. Delete, right. delete that app right off my phone. <laughs> Third question. Does it ever get any easier to change your story? Absolutely. Everything gets easier with practice. One of the reasons it stays hard for so long is because people aren't consistent, you know? So let's say that there's, let's just simplify this dramatically. There's the old familiar story. I'm not motivated. I'm inconsistent. I start, but I never finish, right? That's the old familiar story. And then there's like the new empowering story, which is today I will fill in the blank with whatever is going to advance you to your goals, right? That's the, that's the new unfamiliar unpracticed story. So many times it feels hard because we give more reps to the old familiar story still than to the new story. You know, when it gets easier, when you're giving more reps to the new story than to the old story. And as soon as you're giving more reps to the new story than the old story, it's easier. As soon as it gets easier. That was, that was actually a short answer. I know. You were like ready to take a nap for seven minutes and then come back with me. That never happens. <sighs> Next, penultimate question. Okay. Everybody loves that word. How can I improve my relationship? Wait. Has anybody given you any feedback on the word penultimate? Yes. Uh, actually, I had someone um, message me and say that she was the ultimate question in that episode. Oh. And she was just so nervous. She was actually the winner of that episode. And which worked out pretty well. She didn't say anything about penultimate, though. No, but no. So, so the answer to my question because is... Because of penultimate, she said she was the ultimate question. So it all ties back in. She loved the reference. Everybody loves the reference. <laughs> penultimate. Next to last. Boy. Last but one. Okay, go. Uh, how can I improve my relationship with food? That's an easy question. Massage it. <laughs> talk to it daily. Uh, give it wine when it won. No, that's how to improve the relationship with my wife. You take this one, Elizabeth. <laughs> You're so weird. How do you improve your relationship with food? Be less dramatic about it, right? Like we've infused so much feeling and judgment and good and bad and right and wrong. It's freaking food. It's food. If we just get rid of the drama piece, I'm like, I was good because I ate this or I was bad because I had this or it was a good day because I ate these things and it was a bad, like, no. It's objective. Food is fuel. If we strip away the emotion, and, and a lot of this is just stepping into a more emotionally mature relationship with yourself. And we confuse it and think it's about food, but it's really about how we relate to ourselves. Are we going to 
get emotionally hung up on a cookie, right? That's less about your relationship with food and more about your relationship with yourself. So being more emotionally mature, there's no value that comes from a high drama thought process around food. If you don't like the way it made you feel, if you don't like the way it makes you look, if you don't like how you feel when you do it, just change it. But we get hung up when we just infuse it with things. So I I write about this in Chasing Cupcakes. It's a huge part of the work I do with my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients. And that is, let's strip away the drama and just deal with facts. What can you do today to make yourself feel great? And stop wasting energy on the judgment and the evaluation piece. There's a challenge in the 12 Weeks to Transformation that's about the difference between coaching yourself and judging yourself. And where a lot of people get hung up is they're they're a judge thinking they're a coach. Like that was bad and you screwed up and that wasn't any good. Like, no, 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 that That is not the same thing as coaching. I didn't like the outcome of that. Therefore, let's try this and this and this and this differently, right? Judge less, coach more, less emotional involvement. And it's a practice. Chasing cupcakes, I think, can help. The 12 Weeks to Transformation definitely helps. Um, But just slowing down and realizing that it's more about your relationship with yourself and your general emotional maturity than it is about a relationship with food. It's an extension of your relationship with yourself. Great. Final question. How to get out of motivational ruts. This might not be like a super popular answer, but but I don't think that should be the goal because like any emotion ever, there's an ebb and a flow, right? If, if the question was like, how do I get out of a happiness rut, you know, I, then I would say emotions are meant to flow. Motivation is not required. Motivation will at times be high and will at times be low. And I don't want anybody to feel like they're held back in what they can do because motivation is low. What I would rather have people say is, I want to be steady and consistent regardless of the emotional tide, right? If motivation is low, I am as consistent as I am when motivation is high. And this is what I mean when I say that the feeling can ride, but it can't drive. Lack of motivation can ride with me, but it can't drive. I said before, I don't want to be motivated. I want to be consistent. And when you are consistent, you have to know that there will be motivational lows and there will be motivational highs. The goal is to be steady regardless. I feel strongly that emotional lows, motivational lows are going to happen. It is part of the human experience. What I think we can work on is how do I stay steady regardless of that? When that happens, we don't stay as low as long, right? Because if you find yourself in an emotional rut and then you lose your consistency because of it, then you're looking at two things. I want to be more motivated and I want to be more consistent. But if you keep that consistency piece steady and stable, then the mood is going to naturally rebound. The problem is we suppress the motivation when we let our consistency fall because our motivation did. Does that make sense, Chris? Yes, it does. Are you even with me? I am with you. Really, though? Yes, I am. But yeah, I I think that 
There are things that you can do, you know, hey, you could listen to a song or look at a picture or read a book that motivates you. Those are things that you can do. You've got to know what works for you. There's certain songs that fire me up. There's certain pictures I can look at that fire me up. There's certain people I can talk to that get me motivated. But at the end of the day, the true objective here is I don't want to be motivated. I want to be consistent. I know that motivation is going to dip and motivation is going to surge and that is going to happen for the rest of my life. I want to be consistent regardless. Preach. I hear we got a winner. We do have a winner. And this is the, the hemp oil. Yes. Winner. This is an Instagram winner. You want to say who it is? J underscore heat with two T's. And two E's. And two E's. But the E's are before the T's. So J underscore H-E-E-T-T, you are the winner of some fantastic hemp oil. And all you got to do is email Christopher at primalpotential.com. He will get that hemp out to you, bubble wrapped, so we don't have to worry about any leaking or breaking. We'll get that to you. And you can enter to win every single Saturday. We give away something cool. It's not cheap stuff. This is a $100 hemp oil product. When we give away Mood Plus, that's like a $55 product. Anyway. Um, so you can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or you can post on Facebook or Instagram and tag us so we see it. An episode that you've loved or that you're listening to. Like I said, the, the number one thing you can do if you find this podcast helpful is just tell people about it. That's really what, what allows it to grow. Share it with your friends. All Let right, so we're, so we're back in the States. What are you excited about next? Because we were we were looking forward to this trip, even though it wasn't what we thought it would be for a whole huge number of reasons. But what are you what are you excited about next? I am excited about getting the yard hydro seeded, mm-hmm. so we have grass instead of dirt. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for construction to start again because mm-hmm. it's going to happen again on the upstairs this oh, time. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for our ideas on the greenhouse that's yeah. going to be built off your office. Yeah. What I'm, are you excited for? Are you trying to answer questions before they're even asked? I'm excited for construction to start again. Um, I'm excited about how our network marketing team is growing. That feels really good. That does. And I'm I'm. I won't say excited. I'm hopeful that your parents will be able to come back. I was just thinking the same thing, but yeah. on the excited side. But also hopeful is really the thing. Yeah, so Chris's parents right now are in Germany, um, and they've been there for two years. And um, his dad has not been well. And we are just, like, really, really praying that they are able to come back in mid-August. And right now, he is not well enough. But we are just really, really believing. He hasn't been cleared because he's not well enough. But we are really hopeful that that changes, and then they'll be staying with us for a little bit. Yep. And then my mom will go back. Yep. But he doesn't know that yet. <laughs> so he doesn't listen. Well, <laughs> hopefully they'll be here when this episode airs. Yes, would, actually, they would be getting here this day. Yeah. That day. That would be amazing. So everybody cross your fingers, so. send up a little prayer that Chris's dad is well enough so that they can travel back here and be with us for a little bit and get some really great quality medical care back here in the States. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody have an amazing day. Keep your questions coming. We love getting them. You know what somebody said um, when we aired an episode recently, they said, you and Chris should do an episode on like uh, what works in your relationship. And I was like, 
you want a quiet episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, if you ask specific questions, we will answer them. But but let's like it's funny how people so many people have said like we have amazing chemistry and we're so fun to listen to and and don't get me wrong, we love each other, but if anybody listens to this thinking that we have like a perfect relationship, even like a great relationship, we have a hard relationship. Yeah. No, seriously, like it, it, what worries me for people is that they hear an interaction. This just happened recently with like this big time um, couple that was very famous and very public about their relationship and then they got divorced and people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. They were the perfect couple. You, you hear a 40 minute thing. It just is yeah. not reflective of, and, and what happens is people have messaged me and like, I'm so glad you found this amazing connection and blah, blah, blah. And people have the impression that it's like this great smooth sailing thing and we love each other and we're committed to each other but like our relationship's hard yeah there's rough seas sometimes folks (laughs) you know it's not always a glass pond here Uh, but you know we we stay in the same boat and you know i can swim so that's right kick paddle kick paddle she doggy paddles But no, I I think it's important to say that because it's just like people said, it was great to hear you laugh. I'm so glad you're happy again. Oh, far from happy. I mean, it, it, there's still a lot of there's still a lot of sadness. I mean, and and here's it almost the first few times I heard that, my reaction was to get really really angry. And I want to say to people, that just shows that you don't know me. Right. But in fairness, all they hear is a 40 minute while I'm working clip. Right. And to hear to hear somebody laugh and I can only speak to, to my situation just four months since Dagny died. I'm nowhere near happy. Like. I believe that one day I will be. I believe that that it must be that way, because to not believe that would be like. What's the, oh, point? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, absolutely with all that we've been through. But like, be careful of how, I think there's a lot of people unhappy and judging their own lives and their own relationships harshly because of a picture that somebody posts or because of an interaction they hear on a podcast. Or reality TV Right, or like it just, it just showed me so clearly when people are like, oh my God, you guys just sound like you're the perfect match and, and it's great to hear you happy again. Those are two like, perspectives that are just not rooted in reality like we we complement each other well because we are polar opposites but polar opposites also means like we see everything differently oh which is which is really hard so i and i i want to be upfront about that because the number of people who get the wrong impression i believe are also getting the wrong impression about a lot of other things and then that's when we start to feel like our lives suck you know because we're looking at other people and feeling like they've got it together or they're so much happier or they have great chemistry or I could never have that conversation with my partner or, you know, even thinking like, because you hear somebody laugh or smile in a picture or whatever, that they're happy. False. How many times do you give yourself, give a fake smile in a picture, people? Ask yourselves that. Because you know it's not always a real smile. (laughs) No, but yeah, the number of people who are like, it's so glad to hear you happy again. I don't expect that people know me and know us just from the podcast, right? Of right. course, it's just a, it's a tiny glimpse inside of our lives. But that and the comments about like our chemistry and stuff, it just I, I just want to be very vocal about the fact that um, it's hard. Chemistry. Do you know what happens between magnesium when it gets inside water? No. It ain't good. What does happen? 
It can't burst into flames. Really? Yes. If magnesium gets into water. Yes. Like pure magnesium pure. and water will <sighs> combust. Really? Yeah. But it wouldn't happen if I took my magnesium capsules and like put no. them in water. It's metal magnesium. Oh, okay. Interesting. Potassium I didn't as know well. that. Potassium's a volatile little uh, substance as well. Chemistry, blah, people. Random facts from Chris. Anyway, we enjoy doing these. I enjoy doing these podcasts with you. Yeah. I think it's cool for people to hear, but I, I just I just like to say if, that. If you want, we'll fight once. Like, we'll, we'll have an argument on, on an episode if you'd like. <laughs> just so you know, it's not all sunshine no, and rainbows. No. We won't. We will. We won't. We see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have an amazing day, Chris. Thanks for Have being here. Have a wonderful here. week. I'll talk to you all again on Saturday. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.